1: Here's your host, John Chapman.
3: What is going on, faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be back with you guys. I'm back home, which is nice. Uh, if you caught the last episode, you know, obviously we we're at the Philly game, which was just, man, it was awesome. Meeting, uh, you know, this podcast is about 49ers of football, and I love those things. I love those things probably more than I should in a healthy way. However... Getting to meet up face-to-face with people that make all these comments, you know, and you have this, you know, online relationship with whatever. It, it was incredible, man. Everybody that came out for the 49ers Rush Road Trip, that was awesome. I I, I was a little nervous. You know, you put yourself out there, you, you pay all this money to reserve space and, you know, whatever. You travel, you do all these things. You don't know how it's going to go. We hit it out of the park. I should say you hit it out of the park. And I just want to say thank you for everybody that showed up. It was incredible. I wish I could list everybody. We had 50-plus people show up. I had a great time. You know, Crocker, uh, Eric Crocker was there, Jason Aponte, 49ers Mike. We had Nick with nothing but Niners. We had Crystal Peachy. I, I go down the list. It was incredible. Gave away way too much stuff, which was awesome. Really good doing that. And just building those relationships was just incredible. So I want to say thank you for all the support. And probably best news about all this, we got two more trips this year. Two more. So if you haven't bought your stuff to Chicago, I don't know what you're doing. If you haven't got your stuff to L.A. yet, come on now. Get on it. Because, again, at that one-month spot, you know the, the game is Halloween weekend in Chicago. So we're, we're approaching that one month cutoff for hotels. So head over to 49ers Rush Road Trip. That's where that's at. But what we're going to focus on today It's halftime of Monday Night Football. I want to get into a little bit more detail of this 49ers Eagles victory. My, my podcast after the game was short. One, my phone was dying. Two, uh, getting heckled <laughs> and all that stuff. Uh, you know, the fan base for the Eagles. Eh. A lot more bark than bite. Uh, I did get form tackled in the parking lot after I finished my recording uh, by a drunk guy. That was kind of cool. And then I had another guy kind of grab me and try to push me. That was also very uh, enjoyable as well. But, uh, you know, the one thing that I would take away from the Eagles fan base, dude, they left in droves in the fourth quarter. You know, I made that video of the Eagles fans just exiting their own field with eight minutes left in the game. I think it was like 14 to 3 or something. Yeah, it was 14 to 3 at the time, but like, golly, man. Uh, not a fan of how they handled that. Um, Tommy, appreciate the game, man. He said, the Eagles are dirty players. There was some of that, man. I hated that play with Trey Sermon. That, that stuff, that's awful. And we're going to get into a lot of that. Injuries, uh, got a lot of press clips from Juan Solis that, you know, from uh, the 49ers, every, all the players and coaches talking. And I think that's going to kind of guide our conversation today because there's a lot to take away from this game. And, again, let me book in this episode with this. Your 49ers are 2-0. Not only are they 2-0, they're 2-0 on the road. There, there are two teams in the NFL that went 2-0 on the road. The Denver Broncos, the San Francisco 49ers. We get to go home now. And not only do we go home, we're going home against a team right now that is behind Monday Night Football with one huge day less to recover and all that stuff. If the Packers lose this game, they will be a desperate team. Uh, 49ers faithful forever. He says, what's up, man? Um... Eric Armstead has a 28.8% pressure rate. Very underrated. Beyond underrated. um, You know, he was one of the the highest rated 49ers from Pro Football Focus. Um, I don't remember his exact number. Let me pull this up right here. I have it right here. But yeah, Eric Armstead was number two. Arden Key was number one. Only 19 snaps. But yeah, Armstead had nine pressures the first game. Six pressures this game. Dude just lives in the backfield. And... I'm sure there's some type of graph, uh, a Venn diagram of Jimmy haters and Eric Armstead haters. And I'm pretty sure they say people, um, you know, people that just get so biased to the point they can't accept that this player is good because they've already formed their opinion on whatever. Eric Armstead's a hell of a player. Is Eric Armstead DeForest Buckner? No, nobody is saying that. The money doesn't say that. The contracts doesn't say that. But he's a hell of a player. Um, so let, let's get through some of these injuries that, you know, we sustained and you got to start with the running back position because that's kind of where everything was. We lost almost everybody at the running back position. Here's Kyle Shanahan talking about it briefly. Uh,
4: I don't know. He sees the severity of it. Um, I, I mean, he said he was good enough to come back in. So that's what, when you think it's a stinger. Um, but until you have time to go get an MRI and stuff like that, you never know. But, yeah, hoping it was just a stinger. usually feel good about that when the way he was talking and the way he was able to come back in the game. But um, it was a really good job by Trenton. Um, He's only been here, I think, since Wednesday, and we dressed him to really help us out on special teams today. From what I saw, I think he did a hell of a job, and um, we weren't expecting him to go in that
3: running back. Um, But I think he did go in for a couple carries, and we're just glad he knew what to do. Yeah, glad he knew what to do. I mean, Elijah Mitchell's shoulder, I think he's going to be okay. I think Elijah Mitchell, I think he's a strong chance to play probable. Hasty's out for sure this week. He came back, high ankle sprain. You know, had the the degree of that, if it's into ligament damage and all that stuff, that's another thing. But uh, he's out this week for sure. Sermon, concussion, that was a dirty-ass hit. Um Hopefully he's all right. He's got a small chance to play just clearing through that concussion protocol, um, how he responds to you know light sensitivity, headaches, things like that. Trent Cannon, he's going to be playing for sure. Carry on Johnson's on a practice squad, probably going to get called up this week. He's had a week in the playbook. But the 49ers brought in not one, not two, but three veteran running backs that are out of work. Lamar Miller. TJ Yeldon and Duke Johnson. I expect one of them to be signed to the practice squad. Again, veteran guys that you can get in there. Um, Just kind of what it is that you're looking for. All of them are kind of third down backs. Um, That's just kind of what they bring to the table. Now, again, Kevin Givens, you know, he's going to be out a while as well. So, like that D line, you, you look at the positions we had depth at, right? So, you go back to... When we were doing our initial 53-man and trying to cut whatever, we had an, ex- an extra running back, and we had an extra a couple extra D linemen. That's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Uh, like, all that depth, it's gone. And it's so weird how injuries seem to focus on positions, especially with the 49ers and running backs, because we're down. Even Kyle Juszczyk left with leg cramps in the fourth quarter. Now, he's fine. But – there's just some issues and again talking about those same positions that keep having injuries Josh Norman He had an ankle he's day-to-day And so I'm not too worried about that one because Josh Norman was already kind of a plug-and-play player And I do expect Emmanuel Mosley to play this week and that is key You know D- D- Mo played incredible. Yeah, you can talk about the play. He got burnt deep. All right, that's cool but This is a rookie that has already played about 160 snaps in the NFL, and we're not giving him any safety help. We are leaving him on an island, and he is answering the call. That's just what it is. Now, uh, oh, what's up, Jacek? What's up, man? Uh, Had an awesome time hanging out with this wonderful teacher and human being this weekend. He said, I kept telling the faithful around me that once we kept uh, them to three and a half, we were winning the game. It really felt that way. Uh Yahtzee like that that's it was so bad like and again you felt it all kind of come out like it, it was just the entire atmosphere just changed and so like and I think that's the the issue is one you you had the defense and kind of like the big stop and here I want to listen you know I got this clip in here for Nick Bosa talking about that huge defensive stop because they were up three they had the huge pass you know the 90 plus yard pass and thankfully we stopped them right before the goal line the safeties did I don't remember which one it was I think it was Ward or Tart. I don't remember which one but defense answered the call listen to Nick Bosa talk about how this drive was the most important
2: dude yeah yeah I mean couldn't couldn't have been a bigger. I mean, when I saw that bomb, I was ready to run off the field. I thought he was gone, and then I think Kwaski ran him down, or somebody got him down, and jogged our way down there and just hung tough. And uh, it was biggest biggest sequence of the game for sure.
3: And the the air of the stadium just like it was just sucked out, man. Like. Niners fans started, you know, hooping and hollering after that stop. Fred Warner's up standing over Eagles players saying no. Like it just It That's where it it started. It, because the Eagles came out and actually looked really, really good. There's no doubt about that. But to hold that team to not only three points, they only had three points like in the fourth quarter. They didn't score until the fourth quarter. And they got that one touchdown drive, whatever. But like the Eagles put up 33 points in week one. All right. We held them to three points for three and a half quarters. They only put up 11 total. Defense showed out. And again, we did this by putting our corners on an island and saying, hey, if you're going to beat us, beat us deep. And a couple plays they almost did. Amazing play by uh, Debo pushing out <laughs> the wide receiver, Jalen Rager, getting him to step on the line before that one. That was huge. Um, otherwise, we might have had a different story. But the defense kept everybody in the game. There's no doubt about that. Now, offensively yikes man offensively early it was so bad jimmy garoppolo probably the worst first half of his career but let me bracket that by saying this terrible miss throws drop passes zero first downs in the first quarter three three and outs but no turnovers and that is this is where we're getting a different jimmy you know he he's, he's he played awful the worst first quarter ever but no turnovers. Here's the head coach talking about uh, how he would evaluate Jimmy Garoppolo's performance. Um, yeah,
4: I mean, I you know I, I didn't see a ton of problems from him. I, I know there was a couple throws that were off. You know, I, I can't see all those screens. You know, I don't know if they were bad throws or not. You know, still expect our guys to catch those. But I think our whole offense had to. Uh, Felt like that was the case for all 11 guys a little bit, not just Jimmy. Um, they are playing some soft zones where there's some space, but um, it's tough to get the big one, and it's tough to get past that front five um, when you negate your run game like they did early. puts a lot of pressure on these guys, but for um, them to go through that not turn it over at all and um, just being patient and letting our defense kind of settle down and um, not give up too many points, I thought it was, it was a really, really good team victory.
3: Yeah, And they keep finding all these weird ways to win. You know, was Jimmy awesome? No, he wasn't. You look at his stats, yeah, it's, it leaves a lot to be, you know, 22 for 30. So, completion percentage, all right, lights out. Everybody's totally cool with that. Uh, but only for 183 yards, six yards per average, one touchdown, no sacks, no interceptions. He, he, was, he was not good, but was able to bring about just a, enough for what was required <laughs> to get to the win. And so I think that's key. I I, I was struggling. With my view on Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think that's a big reason why Trey Lance didn't play because Garoppolo sucks so bad the first quarter Kyle Shanahan's like I do not want a quarterback competition. It's not what I want So I'm just gonna keep Trey Lance on the sideline and by that point, you know, he was asked I rewatched the broadcast He was asked at halftime. Like do you think Trey Lance gonna get some snaps? He said probably not like I think once Jimmy started to struggle was like, all right We're not doing that and it was probably on the back shelf anyway um Pennsylvania Niner Fan 87 says, John, do you think if Kinlaw doesn't play, we still win? I don't. Dude was awesome. Here's what I could say. Fred Warner returned to dominating fashion in the run game as soon as Kinlaw got in there. Kinlaw's stats, are they off this charts? No, they're not. But that blocked field goal, whoo. Listen to him talk the big man himself.
2: Well, you got to have a little vert, you know what I'm saying? So that's always one key. Just get a little push, get your hands up. Height, too, you know, that
1: helped, too, so. Yeah. Low, low kicks, too, though. <laughs> I, forget
3: yeah, I love him talking about that blocked field goal, and again, if you're trying to pencil in, you know, NFL games, it doesn't even matter if it's like a 33 to 6 win, whatever. It comes down to three or four plays. That's it. Three or four plays. These teams are stacked. They're they're NFL teams. They're very, very good. First round picks all over the place, whatever else. That blocked field goal. The fourth down stop that we got. The fourth down or the quarterback sneak for the win, right? Like those plays, they, they just, they shift. The momentum was real. And Kyle Shanahan, you know, one of the things that I thought was interesting. I want to go to Jimmy. And where he talks just about what it was like on the sidelines of this game whenever it was struggling and just what the attitude was, because I want to talk about the culture here.
4: Uh, It was calmer than I expected. Uh, You know, guys that weren't freaking out, it was was a tough defense. We knew that going into the game, it was going to be a grinder type of game, Uh, away game coming off the weekend, West Virginia. There was a lot of things going against us, but guys stayed the course. And that's what you want to see with guys. Just, uh, you know, we're, Fred said it. We're a resilient group. And uh, when we play together like that, that's when we're playing good.
3: Culture matters. (laughs) I'm fighting through this right now, man. Like, the team I'm coaching has not won, um, really ever, as a football program. And it's just uh, trying to build that. And it's hard. Kids skipping practice. Why do I have to show up? I just want to play in the game. I don't want to do practice. Well, you don't get to do that. You're going to sit on the sideline. But I'm better than the other people in there. Well, if you're not committed to the team, you don't get to play. Like, trying to convince these kids that, one, you need to show up, but we're not going to win anyway. Like, how do you beat that out of a 17-year-old kid's head that this is who this school is and getting them to believe in more stuff than what they are? It's difficult. It takes time. And it's the exact opposite for true if you're a winning program like the 49ers because these guys believe they can win. They can win in so many different ways. And so I love... The culture that is there. Now I'm seeing this. Uh, thanks for the gift of nobody you need to know. Haven't given Mac his props yet on those sneaks. One, yes, uh, Alex Mack, incredible. Entire offensive line, incredible. I'm sorry, Mac is great. I'm giving the credit to Jimmy Garoppolo here. Jimmy Garoppolo has never missed a conversion. Did you know that you can now win up to 100? times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand with basketball hockey college basketball entries today on prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app and here's what's great It, it you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country including california texas and georgia Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
0: You have one unheard message.
3: Hi, I was calling Current, the
0: influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop. And even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand. And even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
3: On a quarterback sneak. Ever. One time he did and that was because it was a false start. So that one didn't count. Uh, Alex Mack, incredible. But uh, there's, you know, Kyle Shanahan talked about it in the press conference. Alex Mack talked about it in the press conference. But listen to George Kittle, the people's tight end. I love this. Uh, on quarterback sneaks. I love Kittle. He's just so great.
5: Oh, I love quarterback sneaks. That's awesome for two reasons. One, I can't really mess the play up. That's awesome for me. Um, two, uh, you know, it's just its a testament to Jimmy, you know, his toughness, and then those those guys on the inside, you know, Alex, Lakin, um, and Dan, just being able to be physical, get that one yard, two yards, get those touchdowns. I mean, that, that's awesome. Um, when Jimmy's run the football, um, you know, I also like it too because he gets sore after the game finally and understands what it's like to be sore. It's like, oh, my shoulder's sore today because I threw the ball so much. No, he got hit and tackled. So I'm, I'm glad he's a little sore this week, and, you know, he gets to feel what it feels like to be an actual football player.
3: <laughs> I, usually you have Kittle you know, bragging about uh, Kittle, bra- bragging about Jimmy G and his face and his jawline and all those things. But, man, Garoppolo had 11 carries for 20 yards. That is a lot. And you talk about all those quarterback sneaks. They all panned out. Incredible job up front by Alex Mack in this entire offensive line. They're leading the NFL in pass-blocking efficiency, number one. And next week, you know, right now, You know, the Packers are playing right now. They have no pass rush. Zero pass rush. They've gotten one quarterback hit on Jared Goff through the first half. Like, they're missing their best player. Like, Packers are not a good football team. Yeah, you got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you've got some, you know, all-star players. You know, wide receiver and running back position. That's great. That does not make a team. It doesn't. You got to have defense. They've got a good corner. That's great. The 49ers, just again... They can win so many ways. And, Philip, thank you so much for the gift, my friend. Um, Excited for our hangout, our Patreon hangout that we're going to be doing here in just over a week. I'm going to be getting that set up on there. So if you want to join us, head over to Patreon.com, which just got the film, um, the NFL film come through. So that breakdown is going to be over on Patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. And, man, we're going to be going through every single play on the Eagles, whatever. Game pass, they don't have it. Game pass sucks. Uh, NFL game pass, they're just awful. So if you want that, if you want to see all that stuff, the ins and outs, head over there. Philip, I appreciate your support as a Patreon member and the gift right there. He says, has anyone given Wisnowski his props yet? Well said, my friend. I have been the harshest. Philip Wisnowski, like, critic out there. No doubt about it. My favorite thing about this game versus the Eagles. My favorite thing is that the special teams won all three phases. Kickoff, kickoff, return. Punting, punt return, field goals. We want them all. I cannot remember a time (laughs) that that has happened, and it starts with Mitch Wisnowski. He had five punts, three of them inside the 20-yard line. Three return yards, only 13 total. So shout out to him. That's back-to-back. His best two games as a pro has been in week one and week two of this year. So I just hope that just continues to roll. We saw it in the preseason. I don't know what happened, um, but something changed with Mitch Wisnowski, and that's huge. Whenever the defense, again, go back to that 90-yard catch, they were pinned on like the three. If that would have been a touchback and they were on the 20, that's a touchdown. We don't have time to chase them down. That's a difference in the game. That's a difference in the game. Uh, I know special teams doesn't sell. Like nobody has, you know, punter jerseys and all that kind of stuff. I get it. It's not sexy. Uh, like okay, they're punting. I'm gonna go grab a beer. Whatever. I understand that. I can tell you as a coach, you look at somebody's special teams. You can tell if they are a quality football program or not because it's the hidden things. It's hidden yards it makes such a big difference. Um. So yes, he was incredible uh sean he says if we get to the trade deadline and we're in the mix for another super bowl run what do you think we do um what do you think we can do yeah thanks sean we're kind of stuck a little bit we've got a little bit of cash but draft capital that's rough uh we don't have our first round pick so like you know you've got to be a little bit careful kyle shanahan and john lynch have both been very adamant you go back to the Manuel sanders trade right at the trade deadline we gave A a third and fourth round pick. We didn't have a second, third, fourth round pick. He said they would never do that again. They would never do that to themselves again. But you're 2-0. And you're about to have your home opener against a team that is struggling in the Packers. 3-0 looks good. Now, you look at just the numbers themselves, statistically speaking. 2-0 teams make the playoffs 63% of the time. Okay, Um, So, that's great. But what happens if you lose if you go 2 and 1 that falls to a 52% playoff chance if you go 3 and 0 that's 74% so you know you kind of put that there yeah it's a lot it is a whole lot um so we're we're going to have to wait and see obviously the cornerback position we'll, we'll see there the running back position's an issue i don't think wide receiver care that much about but right now, I don't think that you would be making a huge thing. Maybe you get something for a cornerback on a team that's just clearly rebuilding. Um, but again, we don't have first-round picks for the next couple of years. So I don't, I don't know how to say that. I don't know what to look like there or what that is. So I have I, I, no clue how that's going to go. Now, one thing that I do want to talk about, and this, this was huge, and this is Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa has been incredible. Uh, probably one of his least effective games, even though he still had a sack. Like, that's the thing. Great players have bad games. They're still good games compared to other people. The question was asked about Nick Bosa being held and chipped and all that stuff in all the double teams. This is what he said. I thought it was interesting. I want to talk about this.
2: Yeah, a lot of chips. I just don't understand how a D lineman could get blindsided in a rush, and that's a penalty in any other situation on the field, but.
3: Just got to be more aware. Yeah, I mean, you know, not necessarily making excuses, but it's what it is. The Eagles do that tight quad thing where they put their biggest wide receiver about a yard outside our wide nine and just crack down and blindside. They they did it several times. Um, again, don't know why that's legal, but it's what it is. We saw Bosa's jersey last week and how it was ripped off and they had to sew it together at halftime because he's getting held so much. I don't know why. Um They just don't get the calls. The only thing that I can think of, and again, this is off John Chapman's dumb brain, is that Bosa is such a technician and works in tight quarters. He's not like your speed guy that gets around. Uh, He's much more like tactile with his hands and all that stuff. So it's all close one-on-one contact, real tight. So maybe it's harder to see. Whenever you have the speed guys, you see like the jersey getting pulled off the edges and things like that. But yeah, it's an issue. It's an issue and it needs to be fixed. Um, you know, a little bit more consistency for sure would, would be really, really nice. Now, again, I, I talked about this earlier, talking about special teams. But staying with Nick Bosa himself, and again, what is it that makes a quality team? You can't outscore. Like Kansas City, they just outscore everybody. Like, okay, we're just NASCAR, go, 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 go. That's their thing. doesn't work all the time that way sometimes teams win with just great defense oh we're you know new england patriots we're just a great defense we're going to limit them and you know if our quarterback's just decent we're going to be just fine but the 49ers just seem to find different ways to win we can win as the highest scoring team in the nfl like we were week one or we can be one of the most dominating defenses like we were in week two
2: i've only had one year really that i played in and it's just the games like this where you find a way and you get a win before you head back home on a away trip. And that's what propels you to a great season, I think. And uh, hopefully that's the case. We're going to keep on working.
3: And it just it compounds, right? Like that, that feeling of getting away with a win that maybe you shouldn't have in Detroit. And then you get that feeling of the Detroit win where it's like, man – our defense dominated for all but two drives. Like, all right, that's huge. And then you add into that, okay, cool. Let's talk again about special teams in the run game and playing complimentary football. Like, we are building, making things. We're not giving anything up. No turnovers. That's huge. That's clean football. No turnovers. Ran the ball a lot. You know, my key to the game was Who runs the ball the most is going to win this game? Well, the Eagles ran 29 times, which is a lot. 49ers, 38. Were we efficient? No, I said we weren't going to be. We knew they weren't going to be. Javon Kinlaw, uh, sorry, not Javon Kinlaw, I apologize. Um, Javon Hargrave wrecked our shot, man. And that was against Alex Mack, and that was against Daniel Brunskill early on. But we were able to address that. And make the possible, like, make the necessary steps to overcome that. And again, was it efficient? Was it the normal right, Niners run game? Nope. But whenever your special teams, defense, and run game are all working like they were, it's complimentary. And Kittle gets that. L- listen to this clip.
5: You just got to learn how to win football games. You know, winning the NFL is very difficult. It's hard. Um, and anytime you can get a win on the road, it's a big deal. I'm um, excited to go home, you know, this weekend, Sunday night football. It's going to be awesome. But um when you can get those wins on the road like I said they're grimy a lot of grit I think we average like 3.4 yards a carry and 38 runs you gotta love it you know it's a whole team win before I continue I got to give a shout out to our special teams you know Mitch with three punch inside the 20 two inside the 10 that's pretty elite right there um he's incredible I know our gunners played well we had a guy we'd assigned this week Trent who had a tackle inside the 20 on a kickoff that just got our, our guys going and I think Kendall had a block field goal right that was him. I mean, we had zero turnovers on the day, and then he has that, which is a big change in the game. So our special team, shout out to Coach Hightower for just keeping those boys prep because that was huge for us. You know, that, that was a game changer.
3: That guy has his pulse on this team. Knowing I've got to include this positive about the special teams, which has been awful since he was drafted. Like, most players don't talk about this stuff, but it matters. It changes things. It's just what it is. And so all those things combined, you find ways to win. Speaking of winning, man, uh, we didn't have our best week, but we still came out positive on our bets this week. want to say thanks to our sponsor. And, man, if you haven't signed up yet, you need to because I got something else, a free gift from you from my bookie. All right, winning season has started off hot. We're doing really well. But my bookie's continuing to crank up the heat with a $50,000 survivor contest. Here's the deal. Whether you're a new or existing customer, it doesn't matter. If you make a deposit with MyBookie using our promo code 49ers, 49ERS, you're going to get an entry into the $50,000 Survivor Contest absolutely free. To play, all you got to do is pick one winner a week, keep keep that strive, uh, streak alive. You got a shot to win the grand prize. So head over there, mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ERS, 49ERS, Double your first deposit. Get instant access to the $50,000 Survivor Pool. Again, that's promo code 49ers. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. And, like, I'll say this, and I think that this is a big deal. Uh, Melissa, I appreciate this comment. She says, please tell us what it was like in the stadium during the Jawan Jennings touchdown. It was huge, first off. Like, just one, in touchdowns, uh, points were at a premium, right? And, again, you know, Faithful showed up. I would probably say about 5 to 8% of the stadium was 49ers fans. Uh, you know, it stood out green-wise. But, man, Philly, Philly's different. It's a different place. It's not like the Rams that don't care about their fans. You know, it's not like car- the Cardinals who don't care about their fans. Like, it- it's a premium. It's closer to Seattle. Um, but... Even though it was only 5 to 8% of fans, like, we made our presence felt. Uh, the cuss words that were yelled at my grandparents would attest to that. And that touchdown, oh, my gosh. The fact that the 49ers were up at that point, getting smoked the whole first quarter, like, it just, it, it, it didn't feel like, it was just, like, cheating, right? It was just, like, like, you're looking around, like, how the hell are the 49ers in the lead right now? This is incredible. And Kyle Shanahan talked about this yesterday, and I thought this was key. Even through a little piece about Ayuk, even though he wasn't asked, uh, it was important for him to get this out there.
4: Oh, it was huge. I mean, starting out the way we did, um, you know, that does it gets tougher and tougher the more you can't loosen guys up, and then to start back on our, I think it was our three-yard line, um, definitely doesn't make things easier. But we had a couple key third downs. Um, I think that was the one that I think Ayuk made a hell of a catch on. Third and three, I think it was that drive. Um, the ball was a little bit high, and he made it, and just kept the chains moving. And you know, when you haven't done anything—not much—throughout the whole game, I'd guess we probably had, I don't know, 35 yards total at that time, at the most. Um, and then again, 97 and one drive definitely sent you into the locker room, especially with being having a lead at the time, feeling a lot better.
3: It changed, man. I mean, going in seven to three, it just felt insurmountable because the Eagles executed their game plan well. They just came away with no points. They had that dumb fourth down, whatever that didn't go. They had the blocked field goal. Like, they had the callback touchdown. Like, it just kept like, man, what do they got to do? It just had that feeling. Uh, 48 Irons first takes. Thanks for the gift, man. Uh, he says, what's up, JC? Glad you had a great time in Philly. Wish you could have been there. Glad we got the dub. Yeah, it was a great weekend. And, man, just getting that victory out of there on that, like, that was it was a tough environment, man. It was a tough, scrappy game. But I loved it. It was fun as hell. And so we're two and zero, oh, baby. And that's what I want you to take away. Like, we, that's the number one thing. Whenever we're we're done today and we walk away, like we're two and zero. Oh. <laughs> what else do you want? Now, here's what's funny: there are seven teams in the NFL that are currently two and zero. Oh, three of which are in the NFC West. <laughs> the NFC West has more undefeated teams than the entire AFC conference. Like, that's just what it's gonna. We're the SEC of the NFL. It is going to be that. But takeaway, very positive. We're 2-0 on the road, and that matters. 49ers, stay strong, baby. I love it. We're going to have our breakdowns, our Patreon stuff. Get over there, man. If you haven't joined us yet, get over there. Patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. Search us up. Join us over there. If you don't like it, money back. I'm not NFL Game Pass. I'll give you your money back if you don't like the product. <laughs> That's just what it is. But thank you guys for your time. Enjoy the rest of Monday Night Football. And, man, we got a lot of content here for you all week. As always, stay strong, faithful.